All right, here we are, Long Ash Podcast. Good morning, we, Nick. We look morning. <laughs> it's, it's an early one. Uh, we might look different. We're wearing headphones. That's because I feel weird. I feel weird. He and he. There's no one there. No one's there. That's so weird. It's so weird. I don't like this. We can't do this anymore. Like Miss you, Chris. Yeah. Even though I'll be editing it. Yeah. Editing. Editing. Uh, today we are going to talk about. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about a bunch of random bullshit at some point. But until then, we're going to introduce a cigar we're smoking. This is the Psychedelic Turtle 2, um, the Cigar Dojo and Espinosa collaboration that we will be selling on Friday, August 6th. I think they go on sale at noon, exactly. So make sure to, uh, to come check it out. But this is our second, the second iteration of the Turtle. The first one was uh, 2019, I believe. I think it was two years ago. I think were, you, were you at the Smoking in the Carolinas where they were selling some of these? Yes. Yeah, and I was two years ago. Yeah, because that was the only one I went to. Mm-hmm. Alex went to the first one, my first year here. Yeah. So 19 is when we we started. Yes. Start partying. Yes. Yes. Um, that one, I remember that one. Being overly good because I saw you know like hey, listen all the dojo releases are great and you know I love Eric but I saw the packaging and I'm like and I saw so like the, you know that big kind of box press which you know I'm not a big fan of the box press and I saw that thing and I'm like this thing is gonna be just whatever right because <laughs> I'm like it's a gimmick it's a funny you know funny packaging thicker box press ring gauge like you know silver turtle that thing was awesome yeah it was pretty and good I got I got some left I haven't had one of those in a while but Did those really? things were awesome yeah. Um, and now this one, I think, might even be better. So this one is uh, still made under Espinosa's flag, but I believe instead of being made at Lazona, it's being made at um, AJ's San Latano factory, where Espinosa's been making a lot of his stuff of late. So we have uh, Nicaraguan filler from Condega, Ometepe, and Yalapa, so the three main growing regions, uh, with the exception of Esteli. Uh, a Yalapa binder, then Mexican San Andreas wrapper. So it's got that nice center Nicaraguan kick, but then a nice richness on the outside from that San Andreas. It's got a, it's a little spice bomb in the, mm-hmm. oh, in the beginning here. Something, uh, good thing I had that apple crumb donut. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how people can eat like that. And I know you think that you're overweight, but how people can eat like that and not look like me. And what do you I, mean? And I eat less than you. that, and look I great. still look like you're me. You're beautiful. I'm good. I'm better. No, you're not good. I'm you're, better. You're fantastic. I'm better. A lot better. Dude, I ate like a regular person on Saturday, and I felt like garbage yesterday. Oh, dude, Saturday I had duck. How was it? Did you make it? No, I went to a nice Italian restaurant in Rockaway. Okay. Uh, wow, Italian, you went duck, huh? I, dude, here's the thing. If I'm going to try it, I'm going to try at a place or like in a cuisine where I've had everything else. So it's not like I'm missing. I'm not missing out on the orticchietta. I've enough. had that before. Fair enough. So I got not it. The Here's nolky. the thing. It was delicious. I just probably wouldn't order it again. Yes. Like how it was made was very good. I just wasn't crazy about like the meat. It was almost like a pork loin-esque yes. thing. And I'm like, okay. this like Yeah, it was more of just the texture of the duck um, that I was not a super fan of. They did it phenomenally. but What was the sauce? I don't know. It was like a, I can look up the menu. Hold on. You don't remember? Come on. Uh, come on. You don't know the sauce? Was it like a fruity sauce? Was it a uh, gravy? 
there was something going on. I want to say there was dried cranberries involved. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Menu. Sometimes they do like a orange glaze kind. Yeah, this wasn't. This wasn't orange. It was yeah, because like I know that's was, like a. There's the click. Yeah, you hearing that? That's interesting. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. But they had an appetizer that was really great, and I never thought to combine these things. And I'm an idiot. It was uh, escudol and beans with sausage. Don't I know what sausage is? But what's the other thing? Escudol is kind of like a spinach. Okay. It's like a green. It's a green, but like a real like one of my favorite like kind of like peasant foods is like you make shkadol and bean soup you soak you soak the eshkadol in the sink to get all the dirt off and then you just put it in like a big pot with like a ton of olive oil and garlic and then i mean you add like a little broth to make it soupy and then you add in beans and you just have that in a bowl ton of parmesan and like a crusty piece of bread and like you're set i love eshkadol and beans uh but this they did they did it in like a plate and instead of being like soupy it was almost like sauteed like a sauteed so like a broccoli rabe no, but it's not. It's not bitter like that. It's no, much know, more of a like spinach how they Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. How they make broccoli yeah, like raw? Sautéed. Like think of like a more like a sautéed spinach. Right. Big chunks of garlic in it. It was food was very good. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I haven't been out. I know you've been you've been, been locked down. Yeah, I've been. I slept for two days in a row, ten hours. That must have felt nice to like a little. It bit was nice. Yeah. But I, I I and it was like one of those sleeps where it actually was nice. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're you know you don't feel good, you just you sleep and you're like, even though I will say in the middle of the night I was attending to my daughter. That was. What so? What was everyone? What was just a cold? Son had a RSV, which infects the the lungs. Is he all right now? Uh yeah. So it's a flu type. He woke up like in the morning, not even be able to breathe. And they, and, they put him on antibiotics. Uh, no, because it's a virus. Ah, okay. so nebulizer. All right, and he's good now. He's good now, and okay. then uh, so because it's contagious, Harper got it, and then I got it, but she didn't have it as bad because mm. I don't know something's going on with my son, yeah, asthma yeah. or something. Whatever. And how about your uh, how about uh, JBB? She's good. So Everyone it was just like it was yeah. just like kind of one of those colds. It seems like it's going around, from what I understand. Uh, well, you just yeah. stay at that. Well, no, I'm you know I'm good now. It's allergies now. Yeah. I, I Walked into my garage because I've been cutting trees down. Uh, I got engulfed. It's terrible. Sneezed uh, probably about 15 times in a row. I think this is, from the looks of it, this is this is what's going to happen. This is like the last heavy heat, humid week, it looks like. I checked the weather. Like next week is going to be all in the low 80s, like 80, 81. It's going to be like that. And then like in August, we're going to have like three days where it's like 75. Oh, yeah. And like nice. And it's going to be like, oh, falls here. And then like first week of September is going to be like 88 again. I'm not going to lie. Like at night, it's it's pretty chilly. Recently, yeah. It's been pretty chilly. There's more because I, I get up super early to either run or go to the gym or go to the driving range, whatever. There was like three days in a row last week where I got up and it was like 68. And I'm like, wow, this is really this, it's kind of this crazy. morning I walked out and it was just like a blast. Just like it was very humid yeah, it today. Was. It's very, it's very humid. humid. I got my first golf lesson on Thursday. Wow. On my lunch break, I'm going to go. It's a 45 nice. minute golf lesson. Nice. Yeah. Does been, he bring a sandwich? I don't know. I've been crushing it with my driver. I just can't hit my irons for shit. Like, can't. Well, it's either one or the other. I even uh, at my parents' house this weekend, I just was bored and was like waiting for my cousin to get there. And I just went to my, I had like four crappy balls in my backseat. It's like I got my driver. Put a tea in my parents' backyard and just ripped into the into the woods, 
one of them I hit beautifully. It must have gone like 200 yards and it was still going up and then smacked into a tree and went about 150 yards. And you just you heard like a loud thing shot. Houses. There's no... There's none. none. There's no That's good. There was, no one was in... So, was in, funny like, story about hitting golf balls in the backyard. So, I was at my parents' house and there's a house probably 250, maybe 200 yards. You can just see the top of it. So, yeah. it's like weird how it is. It doesn't see... It, it sounds close, but it's not close. Right. So I took out my hybrid to show my dad. And this is when I was hitting it pretty good. At 200 I, yards? Yeah, dude. Like you'll, and, you'll hit 200 yards. And right. I crushed it. I, it had to be farther. Like, no, my dad and I didn't even expect anything to be hit. Nothing. And I hit the top of that house. I could not believe it that I smoked that thing. I was like, yeah, of course I do here. But yeah, I don't golf right course. when you're like, oh, yeah, there's no way I'm going to hit it that far. It's exactly it's always, it's when always you like hit that. it that far. It's yeah. always like that. But uh, I'm trying. I want to play again on Saturday. So, nice. But I, 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 I don't know. Probably uh, probably Black Bear. Nice. Yeah, but I want to. I want really want to play on Saturday because it's going to be nice, and I haven't played in a while. But I made a promise to myself that I won't go out and play 18 again until I've had a lesson. Because otherwise I'm just working myself into bad habits, and I want to. I want to at least ask somebody. Now I know it's not going to fix everything. One one lesson, but my barber who was like my golf guru. Is like, dude, my my first lesson. He's like changed my game because he oh, he fixed so much just by like moving my hand like an inch. He's like that. This is like a majority of your problem, you know. No, it's good. Yeah, I would. Uh, I th- it, I think the biggest thing, and I was actually talking to uh, I was talking to my buddy about golf, and then talking about like you have to play every day, yeah, or every at least three, four times a week. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I should go to the range more than I do, but hit less balls. I should not go to the range four times a week and hit 100 balls each time. I should go to the range go, four times a week and hit 50. Why don't you go look up what the pros do and go warm up? So there's a there's a, I, I don't remember which way. It was something with, like, starting with, like, a 9-iron or a 7-iron and then going down and then going back up. Yeah, I always start with a 7 my problem is now is I suck with my I suck with all my irons. Like when I talk, like I can't even really hit them. Like I'm just all over the place. I look like I've never touched a golf. Like my swing looks good. Like if you videotaped it, but for some reason I'm doing something either on my back swing or I'm moving my hands and I'm not. I'm barely making contact. Slicing, hooking. Then not, I'm not even doing that. I'm not, it's not even like I'm not hitting, hitting it, it well and it's hooking. I'm not hitting it. I'm topping it. It's it's going well, top, line drives. You're topping it. You're too far away from the ball. So I get closer and then I, I hit the ground for I don't know. There's something with my swing and then I line up for my driver. I'm hitting that thing easily. Bingo, bango. Easily 260 right now. Two, nice. 270. Like nice. I'm bombing it. There you go. So I I really I just when I swing it I'm really like. I pretend I'm like, I am a coil. Like, I bring it back, and then I just I am release a coil. the coil. Do you say I, that? As I, I am. I am the coil. <laughs> I am coil. Yeah. So I, I, I want to tell the instructor on Thursday, I'm like, listen, what do you, do you want to see what I'm really struggling with first, or do you want to see what I think I'm good at? And so you can dispel any rumors that I'm good at that, and I'll tell me what I'm doing wrong with that first, or do you want to see, like, what I'm really having a problem with? I think you just always start with the irons. Yeah. It's my thing, because there's so many of them. I thought it was maybe because I need to get my seven regripped because it's like kind of shedding off. But I'm talking like eight, six, five, like all my irons, garbage. All the except numbers. for my, which I usually have trouble with when I'm actually playing. My wedge, I've been okay. I've been practicing like slow hitting, just to like you know, pop it up onto like a green. You know, like you know, the range has like the you know, fifty yard little flag there. 
and I've been doing some very slow hits with that, trying to because that's where I really struggle is like the under 120 yard game, and that I've actually been doing okay with. But it's got to be something with your stance. I think it is. I think it is. Can we go? Um, I want to circle back right. to the original psych- psychedelic turtle. Okay. Because I got the stats up while you're looking up the the hmm. other one, but uh, it was Brazilian Bolano. Bolano. How do you spell it? B A L L A N O with the yeah. tilde on the end. Balano. Balano. I don't know. <laughs> uh, binders, Habano, Fillers, Nicaragua, Candega, and Jalapa. I'm actually really excited because I've had that aging now for two years. I'm really excited. That's got to be really to good. Because it was – I remember it being – again, and this is not a knock on Dojo at all. Of course not. It's definitely not a knock on Eric. Everyone knows how many top fives have been filled with Espinosa cigars. But sometimes you look at a thing and you you judge a book by its cover and you're like, all right, this is more just like a fun like he's not gonna use his best stuff no. for the, you know, it's like Phil Mickelson ain't gonna bring his A game to the Tom Brady, you know, fun time outing. He's just gonna screw right. it. Right. So sometimes you don't think for a fun thing like this they're gonna bring their A game. He brought his A plus game. Like, honestly, that's like a Delic Turtle is one of my favorite yeah, it's pretty Espinosa good. cigars. And I think my favorite dojo release. Yeah. In terms of like new blend, I'm not counting like the Underground Dogma, even though no. even though it's my favorite Underground, right? But it's still not, you know. Well, it's a, just a different size, right? Yeah. The Intemperance was good. The, uh, yeah. the special one they did. Um, I'd never had the Alec and Bradley one, the Udu Doshi, I think it was called. Okay. I never had that one. The Wagyu was. Well, know, come on. Uh, but the Psychedelic Turtle, the first one, I think, is my favorite. And I never had any of the classic. I never had the Sarsaparilla that Espinosa did for them. Like that, I think that was one of their original dojo releases. Um, the unnamed project from Matt Booth was really good. Eric Guttersman, Cigar Dojo Eric, Master Sensei. Right. Um, he has a good eye for like what he wants these projects to be, how he wants to market it, how he wants the profile to be when he works with these manufacturers, and they always turn out very, very good. But I think Psychedelic Turtle One. So far, it's been my favorite, but this is actually crushing it right now. You can see. This is this, this is really this good. Is this is this full is body. mellowed out a little bit where it's like you're getting the most of the flavor right. but without any like nastiness. Yeah. You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did, did you get nasty? Not nastiness, but not like with that, that in, incredible intensity. Right. Just like I did on my microphone. Hello. You know what I mean? Uh huh. By the Imagine way, if we did this the whole time, we just rocked two back things. and forth. One. If we both brought lunch one day and ate it at our desks, like while we were working, would you use your lunch break and come to the range up the of street course. with me? All right, that's one. Number two, did you see the reviews for Pig? No, I didn't. Ninety-seven percent. Come on, get out of here. Tomatoes. Eighty-four on Metacritic. Get out of here. Universal acclaim. Get out of here. Universal. I swear to God. Stop. I swear to God. Stop. I swear. Come on. All right. Can you give a little backstory about Pig if people right. don't know? So Pig is is Nicolas Cage's uh, most latest outing, and it's honestly it's not what we thought at all. I haven't seen it yet, but I've read like the premise and everything. And my brother he saw it opening day. Of course, of course he did. Of course, he was waiting in line. <laughs> He's the only person. He was, the one. He was waiting. He was camping out there like they were, they were selling Jordans. What, what Nicolas Cage actor did he dress up as when he got there? Uh, he probably went. He should as, do that. Uh, he probably went as um, Vampire's Kiss. Cage. That's his you favorite. know what he should do on his on his podcast is dress differently as Nicolas Cage every episode. He he does. He already has a dress gimmick. He wears the tank tops. Yeah, I know. He wears those those <laughs> big peck wrestling shirts. Uh, so wouldn't know he was uh, an Italian from New Jersey. No. You could just look at a picture. No, 
Looks, looks like some guy from Virginia that drives an F-150. And goes fishing, which he does. He does fishing. And he's going to Vegas to go to WWE SummerSlam. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he went to WrestleMania That's in awesome. Florida. I know. He's, Good for him. Yeah, he's something. Uh, so he... So Pig was kind... I will say it was kind of billed as a John Wick-esque revenge movie about Nicolas Cage, who is a former chef. He lives in, like, the woods of Oregon right. with his truffle-hunting pig. And the pig goes missing. And so you're led to believe by, like, the tr- kind of by the trailer and by, like, what everyone was was talking about, the that pig. it's going to be this John Wick. He's going right. to go in guns. Bl- but it's not that at all. It's, like, a very emotional, like, art piece about him and going to find... And Alan Alda's in it. I think it's Alan Alda. Or no, Adam Arkin. Okay. Who's Alan Arkin's son. Right. Uh, but it's this very emotional... Kind of, and they say it's literally his best work ever. Dude, I'm, Metacritic is tough. Metacritic is always much tougher on movies than Rotten Tomatoes. And Metacritic gave it an 84, which is universal acclaim. Like, like eight, I think it's 82 and above on Metacritic is like... Unbelievable. They're saying it's his best. And, and this had all the makings... <laughs> Of the most bullshit Nick. Oh, absolutely. This had all the makings of like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be so. Do you think he bad. just takes these like premise movies that he thinks are gonna be so bad and just tries to make them? I good? think he takes some of them that are so bad just because you know a shitty like jujitsu, which I watched uh, when I had COVID, and honestly, COVID was only the second worst thing going on because that movie was terrible. But some movies like that, well, they'll have a $5 million budget for the whole movie, and they'll give him two of that million. <laughs> He'll just take that and like, yeah, okay, I'll be a shaman who knows jujitsu right. in the middle of the woods. Like, I don't care. Wow. Did you watch Tarantino? Yes, I, I, I did. So, I, and I, I, I ended up watching Pulp Fiction again this weekend, and I watched it kind of in a, a new yep. light because I didn't realize how weird or how big of a deal it was at the time that he cast John Travolta. Right. I'm like, oh, John Travolta's always been like a big star, but like he was on such a downward yeah. trajectory with all the bullshit he did in the 80s that when he cast him in this, it was like a very big deal. And then Joe Rogan's talking about it, and then the scene in the restaurant, and they're announcing the dance contest, and you see them get up, and you're just in the theater, and you're like, holy shit. John Travolta's gonna dance, right? <laughs> and so when I watched that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, people must have been going. This like was going the, nuts. This was the Captain America Thor hammer <laughs> of yeah, like 1994." Because right. <laughs> like, when, when did Greece come out? Greece came out in like the late 70s, and like 78. Really, was 70s? Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie's so much older. Honestly, I, so because well, it it takes place in the 50s, so you think it's... is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, but I want to say it was like 78. Talk yeah, about it. Greece two was 1982, so Greece one, yeah, 1978 was Greece one. Wow. So then you got to think, Pulp Fiction was... 94? Wow. So, so he's like on a 15, 15 16, years. 17, like almost, almost 20 years after Grease. So you got to think, if you're, in a, you're a 20-year-old watching Grease, like all amped up, and then all of a sudden you see John Travolta start dancing when you're now 35. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like our comics coming yeah. to life in the MCU. Or, yeah, or it's even like watching like... Yeah, yeah, I guess that's, that's what it is. Right. Well, it's really, I mean... How it's been like twelve years of the MCU, so it's, yeah, like right. like just even just from the Iron Man one movie to now, it's like a similar time yeah. period. So seeing right. these cool things, like I mean, look, think about it when that end fight battle with the Avengers, like how amped up did you get? Like, oh yeah, I, I was. Hairy, I'm getting I'm getting jacked up right now. I'm getting jacked up thinking about John Travolta dancing because well, it even even wow. says on his Wikipedia page, did these movies? He did Saturday Night Fever. He did Grease. He did Urban Cowboy. 
His acting career declined throughout the 80s, but he enjoyed a resurgence in the 90s with his role in Pulp Fiction and has since starred in the films Get Shorty, Broken Arrow, Phenomenon, Face Off. Face Off is so good. I, I still need to know what they're doing with that sequel or reboot, whatever they're doing, the new Face Off that they're doing. I gotta uh, figure I out. Know well, I need to know. I don't want to know. If they're, my brother said he refuses to watch it if they're not involved. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, would you, like, wa- would you, you watch it if just Travolta was involved? He said, no. I'm like, would you watch it if just Cage was involved? He said, yes. Well, obviously. <laughs> but if you, so at the end, it was Travolta, though, right? Because they gave him his face back. Here's what they could do. Here's this, and this would be crazy. If they did a, like a psychological thriller where... All right, so you, did you see the crappy Wonder Woman yeah, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know how, like, when she wished for Chris Pine to come back and yes. he inhabited that guy's body? Yes. And so he was really walking around as that guy, but because of how she saw him, you saw him as Chris Pine the whole movie. But it was the other guy. But it was the other guy, yeah. So I'm, Why was it that she saw him? I forgot. It was because he his soul inhabited this... It was such bullshit. It's, <laughs> his soul... That's why, that's why I'm confused. Like, yeah, his soul inhabited this guy's body, and he finally convinced, no, it's me, it's Chris Pine, or whatever his name was. <laughs> uh, Steve Trevor, I think it was. And then she... But, like, so they did this weird thing where she just, like, sees him only now as Chris Pine, and, like, in her eyes, but for, in reality, it's this guy. It's But the thing guy. was, to let go of him, something needed to happen in the movie. Later on, she had to let go of him, so she said... Right, yeah. but, like, why... But, now I'm getting confused. Because, well, let's not, let's not, no, let's not I, dwell I, I, on no, it too we much. need to. We need to a little bit for one second. So, I obviously, because you only saw it once, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Never so, again. It was something where, oh, the guy was making wishes to everybody. Yeah. He yeah. had this power to. He used the wish maker, and his wish was to become the wish maker. Right. Jesus Christ. Poor, Poor Mandalorian. <laughs> So, she didn't have the wish, though. No, so she, her wish was to bring Steve Trevor back, which, by the well, way... no, I, she did get a wish from the guy. She, her, at first, her wish was to bring Steve Trevor back. Right. And then, so he can't... Which, I don't, with all the magic happening in that movie, why he had to inhabit somebody else that couldn't just come back... Like, right. It's just a bot, so like, it's just him. Sense. Okay. Okay. But then she realized that to stop all the craziness from happening, because it was like, for every... Wish you lose something, right? So she was like losing her powers, and so she had to renounce her wish. And so Steve Trevor died again. And then this guy was just like, Hey, what happened? Where have I been for four days? Anyway, the point of that whole thing being is that I can see them doing face off two as like a psychological thriller where Travolta has almost like a PTSD, and so Nick Cage is like stuck in his head and he almost inhabits. He starts becoming like Nick Cage, like split personality, and then when he but he's so when he's Nick Cage's personality, the audience sees him okay. as Nick Cage. I, I follow, right? But I want to rebuttal with my idea. So he adopted the kid, right? The kid grows up to be so the kid's just fifty years old now. Kid, he's not fifty. <laughs> the kid who just grows up to be Nick Cage. No, no, he's not. Well, no, <laughs> no. But that's where you can get Nick Cage involved, being within the kid. But the kid's only going to be 20 years old. No, he's not. The kid was... No. The movie was t- 97. The kid was at most five. So we'll say no, he was, born he was in definitely 90. older than that. I was, guarantee he was, he was 10. Okay. I guarantee you he was 10. You think he was 10? 10? Yes. No freaking way. Yes. Well, all right, well, let's go. We're going to go to Face let's Off. Let's go. Face Off Kid. <laughs> I'm just going to Google Face Off Kid. I feel like we're... 
cast. So what, what, what was it? Do you remember what the kid's name was? No. It was Face Palm Guy. Yeah, it was Face Waterfall. <laughs> the, 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 the kid that uh, smelt John Travolta's sweaty hand. Adopting. Yeah, so the kid's name was Adam. Adam, Adam, Adam. So who played at, at David McCurley? So that was the actor's name, David. I guarantee he's 25. McCurley. 25, almost 30. Because you got to think, how you were born in 90. I was born in 89. Okay. So I guarantee he's 28. Like, he doesn't have, like, like his IMDb is, is barren. It just says that he's an editor and actor known for Face Off, Running Woman, and HGTV's Great Rooms. Whatever that is. I'm telling you, there was no way that kid was 10 years old. All right, but just think about it. If that movie was in 94, you're saying he's 5. No, that movie was 97. 97. He was 5. So he, he was, was five. born in 92. Right, so three years younger than you. That's 27, 28. He still can't be played by Nicolas Cage. No, I'm not though. saying that. Oh. What I'm saying is he's now the bad guy, and Nicolas Cage can be like the like the ghost dad. So your so your rebuttal to my psychological yes. thriller is that Nick Cage is ghost dad. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like uh, when James Franco was becoming the Green Goblin, and he would see William Defoe yes. in the mirror. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. <laughs> All right, Spider Man. So bad. <laughs> oh, I love William Defoe. Oh, I love him too, but. It was it was bad. I want to play golf. You want to go you know, slow? Let's go yeah. I, I, well, one we have to, and two, uh, update my life. I am now on season two of Cobra Cry. Of what? Cobra Cry. C- Cobra Cry. Kai. Oh. I I can't breathe. I have no interest in that. It's show. actually pretty good. I I can imagine it's good, but I I can't stand these like l- classic things. Where it was a distinct like good yeah. bi- good guy, bad guy. It's like, no, well, like, let's tell the other side of the story. Actually, it really was Danny who was kind of a di- It's like, I, why are you ruining this? No, I don't I don't think it's looking like that. I think it's it's a good story on the fact of that it's kind of interesting because if you kind of look at it, you had those kids, like the star quarterback of your high school, right? Yeah. And they were so on a high like peak in high school, but you're so young and immature that like you feel like for the rest of your life, things are just given to you. Like you are the man. And then you have, let's say the nerd or the guy who's like really smart now making six figures and, you know, got the cars, got the house, got got everything, got the good life kind of situation where you kind of see like what he's going through that he is trying to make things better. And that's what I like about it. And what I like about it is it's, telling more the story of him and kind of just having uh, Daniel just kind of like trying to like doesn't now he being like, the loser. He, He's he, being the loser now. Doesn't he own like car dealership? Car yeah. dealership? Yeah. 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 But it's... Which is like not... I wouldn't it, necessarily call it the heights. Like, it you was. Know, like it, made, yeah. You know. But I mean, if you own one, you're making money. Yeah. But like it's, like, it's like one of those things where you're kind of seeing him try to be a better person. Now, is it corny? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Who cared? This is not like, like oh, I would love to see that. St- no, no one was clamoring for this. Well, that's why it's on Netflix. This is my problem with uh, a lot of what's going on with this. I know you're not a big Star Wars guy. Yeah. But what's going on with Star Wars, they just released another animated show called The Bad Batch. And it's really good, it take, but it takes place like right after the clone... But I'm like, there's so much of a universe and a history that can be explored here. 
and every single goddamn thing, every TV show and every movie, they it takes place in the same like fifty year period. And from every, oh, oh, let's see what these guys were doing during. The, I'm like, you have millennia of time and right. stories to tell, and you're that's literally if you had the whole of human history, and. Disney decided, like, we're just going to tell 25 different people's perspectives of 50 years of, like, Columbus. And right. that's it. Like, that's that's what we want to talk about is those 50 years. Nothing from the Roman Empire to England to America. Nothing about that. It's just like, we're going to focus on these 50 years right here. But we're going to tell, like, 25 people's perspectives, which is all this is, right. is, is different people's perspectives during this turmoil from the fall of the Republic to the fall of the right. First Order. That's all it is. It's literally fifty. Like how many? Years. How many times do you redo it? How many? Even the Mandalorian, which and right. I love the Mandalorian. It's a great show. Fan, one of the best Star Wars pieces out there. Oh well, what's going on between the fall of the Empire and Return right. of the Jedi, and then the beginning and this and one? You know what the problem I don't like about it is they. I am a big fan of going in order. Now, if you do go back in time, you only do it once. Right. Don't do it so many times. That's, that's what they're doing. They, they're, uh, I think that they think that the viewership is like stupid. Like, oh no, we couldn't, we can't introduce a slew of new characters at once. So they have to like piecemeal. Like, all right, so we'll just we'll introduce the Mandalorian. He'll just be one guy though. So we'll they're like afraid of starting a whole new universe. Like, no, we have to have a Skywalker in there. People are gonna freak out. I'm like, dude, when you released this the first movie in 1977, like. Right. No there was no, no one knew any of these people. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I, I miss is Blacklist. I, I, just miss, love, I miss it being good. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, once she Vader's got, size. not so, to spoil it, once she got pregnant, me and my roommate were, we were gone. We're out. Because <laughs> they were at what? The whole Cuban, the, they're in Cuba. I don't even know. I, I, I think, literally, season, at the end of season three, we stopped watching it. There's too many episodes. And that's another thing that I like about Marvel, too, or a, a lot of these things. It's like, Give me six. Give me, you know, like, don't, I can't stand. The Sopranos is really what started. They did, they do like 10 or 11 episodes a season. Was an hour long? Yeah, 50 minutes. Um, but before that, television was all like 25 episodes. It was a whole year. It was literally a whole year long. It would be from September to June was like the television season. And then you'd get reruns all summer. Sopranos was like, no, we're going to, we're going to occupy like, September to like December, like that's our that's where the show is going to be on. Um, it also started taking them a lot longer to film it as the episodes got bigger and grander, and they got more budget to do more stuff. Like it, it would take them maybe like three months to do a you know four months to do a season, whereas yeah. before it took them they, they were able to do a whole season in like three or four weeks. Right, you know, it, it's it's so goddamn good. I know it's so goddamn so. And even watching, we were watching the girls last night. Me and Pete watching the Gilmore Girls, and there was like a like a dream. I love the fact that you say the girls. Like yeah. I know what you're talking. You about. You should know at this point. Okay. There was like a dream episode, and I'm like, when did this episode come out? And it came out in like 2003, and I'm like, this they totally got the idea to do a dream episode from Sopr like Sopranos because there's three or four throughout the show very important dream sequences. Interesting. Like very, very important, very beautifully shot, like really cool. Oh god, that's so good. <laughs> I would, I could do a whole Sopranos podcast. Like I like, I know, there, yeah. like there's one now that right. Michael Imperioli does. I would love to be on them with them. And you should contact them. Should they don't know me? 
I know you. Okay. Greg knows me. Yeah. Put me on Hey, I, I smoke cigars. I got the cigar that uh, he was smoking. Let's do it. I got the cigar he was smoking. Yep. We did do a project before my time here. Um, Joe worked on it with uh, Frank Vincent, who played uh, Phil Leotardo. You know, you ever, you've seen Goodfellas, right? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. You've never seen Goodfellas? No. Have you seen Casino? Yes. All Love right. Casino. Well, then why don't you have any seen Goodfellas? Because, so, Casino was the first, I think, rated R movie i ever seen. It was a, the double VHS. Yeah. Because it's, what, three hours long? Yeah. So, I watched that, you know, I was like 14, 15 years old. And I wasn't, you know, being the fact that my brother gave it to me and my mom never let me watch that kind of stuff. So, it was like one of those things where I watched that and that was the end of it. And then, by the time I finally got into it, it was like Blade was coming out and... Like all the, oh, all, yeah. the all the freaking yeah. terrible action movies, so I, I was more of a fan of that. Like, uh, what any given Sunday? Okay, I was I was a well, huge fan. Honestly, of, before Sopranos, you should just watch take two hours on a Saturday. But it's like it, I feel like these mobster movies are like all the same. No, but like Scorsese, they're the same. Like because Scorsese made them. Like Scorsese the set he set the that's he set the, the mold. Yeah, that's why I, I it's hard no, for you me should, to watch. You, I watched Goodfellas the other day. I watched it. You should yeah. watch Goodfellas. Okay, but anyway. So you'll be using Casino like a few times now? Oh, yeah. So the guy who worked with Joe Pesci for okay. most of the movie, but then at the end, he's the one who killed him. He's like, you and your goddamn brother. Yeah. That's Frank Vincent. Okay. He played Phil Leotardo. We, we, we did a, some kind of cigar. JR did a cigar project with him. And uh, Joe, I think, still has a voicemail on his phone because he passed away, I think, two or three years ago. Right. Uh, that Frank Vincent left. Like, hey, Joey, it's Frankie V. And they did the whole thing. That's but, cool. Yeah. So... Uh, Getting your thoughts on things. First of all, this cigar is phenomenal. Look at that. This, very, this is very this is, good. This, I think this is. I think this is better than the first one. I think it's a good change-up. I think it's on par and different, which is right. what you want. And, uh, I mean, if you're going to do a sequel, you don't want the same thing. Right. Unless you're doing National Treasure. <laughs> I mean, but those are great. Oh, I love them. I think, you know what I love about them is just knowing, like, the his, you know, more history of, of things going on. It within, started, like, a whole... World. He, and that was like later in his career. It started a whole thing about Nick Cage and like finding a map or like stealing a decoration. Of, like it started a whole right. like cultural thing around Nick Cage and like stealing maps. <laughs> so, so good. But uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on Bezos and his penis rocket. I mean, I, I think all the Dr. Evil memes speak for themselves. It's, it's, mean, it's identical on. to Dr. Evil. What does that tell you? Listen, I am not. I am very capitalist. I think I've made that known. But I think that at a certain amount of of personal wealth, not like you own your company, like your company is worth. It. I think right. at a certain amount of personal wealth, it's like. I think you should start giving giving away. Like I would not if I had that much money, I would not like make my own spaceship. I'd be like, I don't, I don't need this, man. Like, like how, like you're literally a villain at this point. Like you're an yeah. evil. There's people, and again, I'm not some communist, like, we got to steal all the wealth, man. Yeah. But I'm like, if you have that much money where you're making your own dick rocket, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can afford to, like, maybe get some kids some milk or something like that. Oh, and I know he does man. give to charity, but it's like, somebody put it on Instagram, it's like, when you hit $999 million in personal wealth, which I th- still think is a lot, <laughs> everything else should just go right to... Even if you just just give it at cash out to people, like just st- you stop it at that point. 
<laughs> I have to say it because I can't wait to go to my wife. Like, you want to ride this dick rocket? <laughs> Where's Chris? Well, where is when we need him? Right. He's laughing at him. He's in, he's he's, in spirits. Yeah. He's, he's spirits. here. This is actually a dream episode. <laughs> this is a test dream. Uh, this is his dream. <laughs> and he's so mad because he's, he's, it's a nightmare because he's not here to say that's what she said. And he's like, he's like stuck in bed. Yeah. You know, when, like, when you can't do a thing in a dream, like yep. you can't shoot the gun. <laughs> I had a dream the other night that I was with uh, Tim Allen at like a dinner, like a, some kind of event, like a catering hall, and there was a hostage situation. <laughs> And I woke up and I immediately started looking at with AR- who Tim Allen. Oh, okay. And I immediately started looking at AR-15s. <laughs> I'm like, I think I gotta get one of these. Like, and like, did you fun- get one? I didn't because then I kind of came uh. to my senses. But like, right in post dream, not not like I would probably still get one. But like, right in post dream, I'm like, oh, I gotta get an AR-15. I gotta be careful <laughs> in case me and Home Improvement ever get locked in a hostage you never situation. Know. I mean, uh, he is Buzz Lightyear. He is, and he was uh, the Santa Claus. Yep, that was a great. That was Dude, the VHS. My, my, my kids love that movie. The VHS, because remember, it had the card. Santa had the card that, like, if anything, like, if anything should happen to me, and it, like, it was like an instruction card that Santa had on him when he died. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the VHS box. It was a white box that had a picture of him, like Fat Tim Allen and his son. But then around the edges of the box had all the stuff from the card. It was kind of like the first, right. Like gimmicky, it was like part for of Easter egg. Yeah, like as far as like yeah, like like visual Easter egg. That's where I also me and my brother still joke about it when he's driving his son around to like find dinner in the middle of the night. He's like, yeah, you like Oso Buco, Charlie? <laughs> the kid's like five, <laughs> doesn't even know what Oso Buco is. Let's go to Denny's. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So what else? What else is going on? Cutting a lot of trees down. Yeah, how's your poison ivy all gone? Uh, no, I, it came back because I cut it. I cut more. Don't you want you wear long? I know it's hot. I did, and, and it's still like got. Oh yeah. My dad always said the best stuff to use to prevent poison ivy is like balsamic vinegar. No, what? Because we're Italian. Yeah. You said we put <laughs> we put balls vin on everything. Yeah. Uh, no, he uh, like old fashioned like bra- brown soap. Brown soap. Like the brown soap got bar. It. He's like that. It, Maybe I'll get some. Yeah. Because it's the it's the oils from the leaves right. that get on you, and and this is the stuff that will cut through the oil and really. Yeah, I've been chainsawing a lot. That's awesome, though. Oh, it's it, oh, I have a video I'll show you. Yeah. I did a slow mo of the bit of the tree falling, and you see the tree falling, and then you know on the and on the iPhone you can like change the slow mo. Yeah. And as it's about to hit, I let it go speed up so you can hear that crash. Oh, awesome! It's so awesome. And the, but these are like far away from your house. There's no risk. These of were the ones close. That's why I got them done because they're dead ash trees. But you did them yourself? No, no, oh, no. You I, I hired. I, I hired because they're too close to the house. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did help. Like before his buddy got there, I, I helped pull the trees. Yeah. But because I had one, uh, two in the back, monsters. But uh, get my shed, playground this weekend. Oh, get nice. It built. Got one. Two hundred fifty bucks to put my playground together. To put it together? Yeah, that's it. How much did it cost to get it? Uh, twenty-two. For a playground? Yeah. Is it a nice one? Yeah, it's a bit, right. yeah. but lumber, you know, lumber. Dude, people charging stuff like my buddy Joe. I, did, I helped him move. He, he moved a few weeks ago, but I helped him move some boxes yesterday. And he was showing me and like, you know, got the stairs done and got all this stuff done in his new house. And he was like, "Yeah, like you know, we gotta have the painter come." And he's charging like eight hundred hours a room. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not an expert painter, but I would pay a guy come in. I'll give you $300. I'll give you like 250 to do the edge work and then get out. I don't need you to do the rest. I think it's more of the day rate. 
you got to look at it like I'm there for the day, kind of thing. But he charged. He was charging like per room. It was like eight hundred dollars per wow. room. And I'm like, like, listen, I get it, and like, I, I get it. It sucks to paint. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of painting, but me and my roommate painted three rooms in our house and the only way you can tell they weren't professionally done is because some of the edge is and but also my roommate did a great job with the edge work so i would hire a professional like come in do yeah, my do my edges works. do around the window i'll give you i'll give you 250 you'll be here yep. for an hour and a half and then get out and then the rest i'll do myself yeah because like i got you I, it's the problem i mean it's the problem in new jersey they upcharge everything it's like crazy it's a absolutely insane yeah. difference the price but and here's the thing i only know that i'm getting i'll be getting screwed on certain things like if i have somebody coming to redo the floors i don't know if that's a good price or not all, right. all i know is my budget and if i can afford it or not i don't know how much it costs to redo floors but i i have not painted professionally like i've been paid to but i've painted a full room and put down tarps and yeah, yeah. edge work and bought nice. the paint and mixed it Business. and done the whole thing yeah talk to your dad and i'm i'll get him tr- tr- trim neck nick trims <laughs> But like I know, I know the process of painting and like how much it costs yeah, to like well, that's, get the paint, well, that was and bit, I know the amount right. of work involved in it. So I'm like, this sounds like a like I, I would think four fifty a room would be like well, that okay, would, right? Well, that was a big thing about painting my bonus room. My wife's like, oh, just get someone to paint it. I'm like, it's, but it's it's so. But then I did it, and of course, because it was too humid, I taped, and I probably put a little too much. Yeah. That when I ripped the tape, it like peeled the tape back. The oh. paint. I'm like, ah. So now I got to go back and I got to. It's my mistake. But yeah. it's like. But I did get. Talk about bonus room because it's in my bonus room right now. I did get a Pelican case from a humidor. There you go. I got a. It was like a big. Like it's monstrous. It's about the wide of this table. And it's. I tell you, I'm, I'm starting to fill. Well, I'm going to take uh, all my bucks, 50th Marcus stuff. Place. I'm going to take all my 50th stuff and put it in a 50th humidor. There you when go. I get it. But even like we painted here and like. And we didn't have to be careful because, like, who no, gives a crap? No but it still was, like, pretty good. Pretty good. You I know? Didn't, and, like, if you, look, that, if you look at the wall itself, it's not like there's not any spots. There's not, like, it's... It's a hell of a job. Yeah. When hell did we do that? We did that a couple years ago, right? Two years ago? That would have been a great COVID project to, like, yeah. get out of the house for the day. It's just like, let's come here and yeah, paint and, like, yeah. eat sandwiches. Yeah, we had a whole video. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Did we ever put that video together? Did yeah. we do a video? Yeah. I, I think it's out there. Somewhere in the ether. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So hopefully, by the time you guys are seeing this, there's still some of these left. They're dropping at noon, I believe noon Eastern Standard Time, but it, it might be noon Central because I know Dojo's like a Colorado base. Right. But you can, but these things sell out pretty quick. Yep. Um, so hopefully by the time you guys are seeing you this podcast, 500. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many different colors? Four? Four or five. I think it's maybe four. I think it's maybe the green, the purple, the blue, and the orange. I don't know. There's a couple. We can see it on the dojo website, but excellent cigar. Yeah, very, very, very good. good. Do you know how much you're going for? Because I know the ninety dollars uh, a ten pack. There you go. Yeah, solid deal. Very good cigar. I'll actually uh, check out last week's dojo episode. I was on. I was yeah. On the dojo episode. Yeah, talking about nice. Talking about this. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yep. Very good. good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you. Have a great day. Yep. You too.